Hey guys, Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, a Batman and DC podcast with no limits. Uh, we're back to our old time slot here tonight, recording on Thursday nights. Uh, let's get the group out of the way, hanging out in Bat Force HQ tonight. We've got Bat Force Tom from California. I'm in the underground bunker. I got my can of baked beans, and I'm ready for the Fabocalypse, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Legends of Lego Batman, also in California. You in the bunker, too? <laughs> also known as GP Dub, GP Dub, grand prize winner. <laughs> We've got the Bat Force Times in New York And Grandpa Batman down in Texas Hang on, just gotta get this uh, barbecue out of here first real quick And I'm Robin Cross in Canada And tonight we've got a special guest joining us So uh, if you've been enjoying the show lately uh, Hit us up on iTunes or SoundCloud Rate and subscribe, it helps us out So tonight uh we haven't spoken to tonight's guest since uh, back during Dark Side War, but since that time, you've probably seen his work in the pages of Batman for The Button with Tom King, as well as the Swamp Thing Winter Special, also with Tom King. He's been designing statues and figures. Uh, recently announced is the upcoming Three Jokers story with Jeff Johns, coming out on the DC Black Label imprint beginning in the winter. And just today debuted the premiere episode of the Fabocalypse on his YouTube channel. Jason Fabok is here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Welcome Thanks back. Thanks for coming to hang out. Awesome. So, yeah, so, you've, been, uh, you've been busy as all get out lately. Uh, how's everything? Uh, how have you been balancing all this? <laughs> well, um, you know, the, uh, it seems like I'm really busy, but I don't really feel busy. Um, working on this, uh, the the book that you just mentioned, the the Three Jokers book, has has been a lot um, has been a lot less stressful because of the fact that we just have time to kind of work on it at our own pace, and so I've been able to you know kind of just enjoy the summer and um, you know take take the weekends off and do my own thing and spend time with family, but. Uh, um, you know, and then during the week, I'm I'm I am ba- I'm juggling a couple different projects all at the same time. But uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I feel I feel very um, stress free and and loose and just excited to draw and excited to work. And um, you know, and and that that's great. It's a good feeling to to have um, when you're working on something like this and you want to put your your best. Uh, foot forward you don't want to be stressed out so yeah i'm i'm good i'm really good right now awesome i mean that, that that's awesome because that sounds like the long 
road from uh, the Dark Side War days when uh, <coughs> I think you grew an extra arm to draw all that on time and whatnot. That was a uh, that was really intense. So uh, do you feel like so you feel like you finally found your rhythm uh, working with DC now in general? Um, yes. I mean, every project's different. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the Dark Side War there was good up until the last couple issues, and then it started to you know really just pick up because we were kind of falling behind in schedule and then i had to you know draw draw like a madman to finish that thing but uh uh you know the button was the same thing the button was like hey we need this book drawn uh can you do it in like four weeks and it was like oh you know so it was yeah it was it was pretty pretty quick and then um but then the the swamp thing uh book was kind of at my own pace and the man of steel that i did with uh, Bendis was was also just kind of at my own pace, just you know, try and get it done within you know eight or nine weeks or whatever. And so um, the last couple of books have been like that. But uh, I don't know. So it, it's funny though. Some, when you don't have a crazy deadline, you you there's a little bit of an adre- adrenaline rush that comes with that. And when you're not feeling that, you don't feel like you're doing <laughs> the right job. Like you're not actually drawing comics anymore. Right. Um, it's like that that's been just the adrenaline rush of trying to get stuff done on such tight deadline has just been normal for the last like eight years of my career and and then to like be in a position where the last couple of books you do like you kind of have like all the time you want yeah uh, it kind of you know you think you want want that but at the same time you kind of like the the rush of trying to get a book done in a certain amount of time um but uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's better for it's the my situation I'm in now is better for my family, and that's what I that's what I like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, now the the three Jokers. It's been a heavily anticipated story for quite some time. Ever since Jeff John started teasing, uh, what uh, you know, all the possibilities of it and whatnot. Uh, I'm not sure what you could say or can say about it, but uh. Is it been, has it been an exciting experience so far working on this uh, big story? Yeah, well, the the thing with this project is that it's been it's been brewing for about two years now. Right. Uh, yeah, since Dark Side War. Well, yeah, at least we that, that that we knew of. Yeah, like we were the plan was originally to do that book right after Dark Side War, but then Jeff got so uh, he was he was just he became more um, like bigger in the movie aspect of, of DC. Like he was, he was writing movies and producing movies and, and that became kind of his whole, his whole life was just that. And uh, you know, there was, there were three or four times over the last two years that we sat down and we said, okay, we're going to do the book. We're going to do it now. And then, and then Jeff would get busy with something else, you know, uh, they would come to him and say, Hey, we need you to write this movie or we need you to fix this movie or, or whatever. And so then he would kind of tell me like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to do it for another, you know, three or four months. And so that's, you know, that's, that's how pretty much all the projects that I'd done in the last like year and a half came about. It was like, I was, we were going to do, we were going to do three jokers. We were talking about it. And then, uh, he couldn't do it, so then I did Justice League versus Suicide Squad, one issue of that, and then it was like, okay, we're, we're talking about it again, and then he couldn't do it, so then it was like, hey, do you want to do this this but the button uh, two issues of Batman? So then I did that, and then and then again, and then so it was a little bit. I have I have to admit it was very stressful during that time because I I felt in limbo and I didn't know what I was 
I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what to do because, um, you know, we, we kept talking about it and I was offered every book under the sun. I mean, I turned down so many projects that people would think I'm the, <laughs> I'm like the, you know, like the LeBron James of the comic book industry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was kind of, it, I, I, it was a weird time because I was, I was saying no to so many things that I would normally say yes to, but I knew that like Jeff and I had discussed like not like Jeff had kind of said like I don't want you to do to do Batman anymore until we do three jokers because if you were uh, I'll just come out and say yeah like I was offered the job on the main Batman title and and I and I turned that down I turned it down (laughs) because um not because I didn't want to work like I really wanted to work with Tom King and that's how the whole swamp thing came about was because I want Tom and I wanted to work together on Batman, but I, I felt that if if I'm gonna if I jumped on the Batman book and I was doing that for a year and then all of a sudden I'm doing three Jokers, it kind of lessens the impact of, of of the book of of Jeff and I doing a Batman, you know, series or yeah. mini or so, so that's it, it, you know, so it was kind of this project was in limbo and then uh, after right before Man of Steel. Jeff had said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be uh, stepping down from the chief creative officer. I just want to focus on writing movies and comics. And He said, it's, it's time to do Three Jokers. So uh, a little bit after I had finished the Man of Steel issue, I flew out to L.A. and we did this, uh, we had a, a full day of just a story meeting and we sat in this big room with a whiteboard on the wall and uh it was me and and Jeff and uh, Mark Doyle and Amadio uh, Tortoro, our um, editor, two editors, and so we just sat in this room for like six or eight hours or something, and just Jeff just kind of laid out his whole story idea, and and we had at that time we had we knew the beginning, we knew the end, we didn't really know the the middle, and it was it was just like this crazy experience to sit there and watch Jeff Johns like create a story out of nothing. Like he kind of had all these gaps and all of a sudden all those gaps started to get filled in with things. And we were tossing out ideas. And by the end of it, we were, we were like just blown away by the story that we had come up with and really confident in, in the story. And so, um, that's kind of where it's at right now. And, um, I've been working on it for, you know, uh, since, well, been working on it for the last couple of months. Um, Jeff's kind of he's still he's still kind of writing it because he wants to write the whole he actually wants to write the entire thing like as if he's writing a movie script and uh, so that I so that I have pretty much the whole thing done when I go to to draw most of it so uh, so I've been working on little bits and pa- uh, pieces here of pages I just was working on all the covers this last week and a half and so um, um, yeah it's going well and it's 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 going to be it's going to be really good <laughs> that with, with jeff's process because um i used to read about how he used to script it for i think it was skyver those guys for when he was doing the green lantern run where he would make sure that the splash page would always fall on the left page meaning if you open up a page um you wouldn't see the splash page until you turned over to the next one instead of it being on the right side. You know, is that similar with his method um, with you when you, when you're working on this book, like stuff like that, little things? 
Um, yeah, that that was that was kind of how we approached uh, Justice League. Was this big, um, you know, big widescreen action kind of comic book with big splash pages? This book's gonna be the this book's gonna be the opposite. Uh, this book is is a lot of uh, nine panel pages. There's no splashes and there's no double spreads. Wow. Uh, it's it's more along the lines of kind of what he's been doing with Dark Side War, and what I you know the the funny thing was I I after I did the the button which was uh, issue twenty one with Tom King was a lot of nine page uh, or nine panel grids I just I fell in love with that kind of storytelling and I told Jeff like I really um I really wanted to to explore that. And he's really into it now because he's been doing Dark Side War like that, and so it, it's kind of the, this book is kind of going to be the opposite of what I normally would do. But I've I've come to really love that kind of storytelling. I find it I find it a lot more mature and a lot more dense. You can you can put so much more story into a page, and it doesn't yeah. feel it doesn't feel like when you're reading a comic book like that with a with nine panel pages and you know seven panel pages and all this kind of stuff. And, and no splashes it feels like it, it takes you a while to actually read it it feels like you're getting your money's worth yeah definitely uh, visual information you mean like oh like the doomsday clock stuff you mean like the, yeah 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 it was really now but uh but um three jokers that's it, this is going to be on black label uh but it's still in continuity but i'm guessing that it's uh it's a little more, it has a pretty much more darker tone than a regular uh for the main for the mainland uh darker than the main label book would have i'm guessing right I yeah th- th- there's a there's a few there's a few reasons for that and a couple of those reasons we can't we can't really we're not really talking about right now but yeah uh, but we made a decision we made a decision a couple months back to move it over to the black label um Number one, because we liked uh, Mark Doyle, who's who's kind of the editor on all the Black Label books, and Jeff really wanted to work with him. He hadn't worked with him, and and he felt that they the both of them really clicked when he had talked to Mark a bunch of times. And and I also felt I really clicked with Mark when I worked on a couple issues of Batman with him, and we just trusted his we trusted his um, overseeing of the book, and we knew that he would have some really good ideas and really good input. Um, and I, I felt I wanted that too. I, I like it when I can show an editor my pages and say, tell me what's wrong with this. And then he can tell me what's wrong with it without crushing my soul, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, uh, you know, so, so that was one of the reasons. And number two, um, Jeff, we really just wanted the ability to tell the story we wanted to tell and not have to, um, censor it or hold back i mean it's this you know there's not going to be nudity or anything like that in this book but it's it's pretty it's going to be a very dark very serious and very mature book and um it's going to deal with some pretty mature themes and and subject matter and so you know it it just feels like it fits better there but but the book is an incontinuity story and and uh what happens and it will affect um you know, the will affect Batman and the DC universe and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, so yeah, it's, it, I, I don't know. I, 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 and there's also some really cool publishing ideas that, that 
come with the black label stuff. So it's going to be a very pretty looking book and, and there's different, Ooh. different things yeah. that we're going to be doing that are, you know, kind of fun to, to explore that you wouldn't get on a normal, you know, a normal comic. So yeah, black labels are printing oversized, right? Um, I believe so. I don't know if, if ours will initially, and you'll see why when <laughs> when we announce more. But um, but maybe when it comes out on trade or something like that. Um, but I don't um, I don't know if ours is going to be printed oversized. Uh, that might be a talk we have to have down the line. But I I don't think it will, and you'll see why. Mm. Oh. Sounds sounds cryptic, but I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. When uh, I know when Jeff uh, first pitched the idea to you, I think you were a little skeptical, you know, with the joke origin thing and three and whatnot. And then I think I think you mentioned in the past when he explained it a little more, you got you got a lot more into it. So I'm I'm guessing there's a lot of, you um, there's a lot of enthusiasm with the story coming up as well. I can imagine. With uh, yeah, this- yeah, I was just I was just say that. You know, originally when he kind of pitched the idea, I, I was kind of like, I, my my first reaction was like a lot of, I think the fan reactions, like, well, that does that that doesn't sound too cool. Like that sounds kind of cheap. That sounds <laughs> lame. But, um, but then when he started to pitch me the overall story, and I found and I, and it became, um, and and I realized it was much more grounded and everything kind of has a reason for it within the story that turns out to be some really cool, you know, really cool and really great, you know, mystery stuff and on all this kind of thing. And, and I just, uh, you know, he sold it to, to me and, and, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy who like overhypes things, but like this, this story is like the story I've been waiting for like my whole, wow life like this is wow like i honestly think that this book when it's done this will be like the book i'm remembered for and uh wow there's like this is a story that this is a story that um we we don't have to hold back we can take some major chances on things and we we're it's it's gonna be it's a great history people are going to be guessing the whole time what's going on and it's got all kinds of really deep themes and things that both jeff and i have struggled with in our our own uh lives uh some of these themes and stuff play into the story itself and so it just makes it that much more personal mm-hmm. uh i'm 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 able to you're gonna see some i don't know i'm uh, I guess I can say some of it here, but you know, I get to design. I'm doing all new designs for the the characters, and you're going to see some really uh, cool, uh, really cool designs for Gotham and and for Batman and all kinds of things that I've wanted to draw forever. Do you and, do you get to do a Batmobile? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. So there's you know, we're we're pretty much. You know, pretty much I have the means to, to draw it and make it look how I want. And this this book plays off the past, the past and um, the past and the present of Batman. And so I'm really drawing from all these different eras and pulling all of this into my into my interpretation of Batman and and of the universe. And and I, and again, there's no I have no I don't. I have no chains. I can kind of just do it the way that I've always wanted to draw Batman and draw Gotham and draw his Batcave and draw his costume. And so, um, yeah, it's, 
it's yeah i don't want to overhype it but it's <laughs> i think it's going to be awesome and people are going to flip out when they read this thing um that's that sounds sweet as hell now um at this point i think um it's safe to say that you might be the first creator in history to be currently doing these big dc books and at the same time designing your own action figures for dc i can't think of anyone else who's i know we spoke about it a little earlier but um just to go back for your uh just to touch up on your uh what, what is now a launched line of action figures we have what's called uh it's a uh, dc essentials correct Yes, yes, that's what it's called. Yeah. So, and these are characters designed by you in um, working with uh, Paul, uh, our good friend, sculptor for DC, Paul Harding. And we have uh, the Flash, the Reverse Flash, uh, Rebirth Batman, and Deathstroke. So, I know we touched up a little earlier, but uh, like, and we just saw your awesome video on uh, your channel for. Fab- Fabocalypse, did I get that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I love the '80s thing to that too. That's so yeah, good. yeah. But um, you, you went through you went through the process on uh, your channel, which was awesome. But um, but like, uh, to tell us like like in general, like what's the experience for you? But I, we know that you're a big fan as well. Just like us, you collect all the goodies and are into the you know you know the stories. So for you to actually design your own action figures for DC for these characters like what what, what does that mean to you is is it surreal like how does that feel how do you how do you process that like, yeah it's um it's been really cool to go through this whole design process and uh you know like like you were saying it's something that I've been wanting to do you know forever I've I've been wanting to create action figures since I was a little kid and um I've been bothering DC you know about this for so long to to just give me a shot yeah. and allow me to to kind of do some designs but um you know it, it, it's it, you know when when they when they first asked me i was just so so jacked up i think i i drew all of those designs within like a week i was just like wow so so ready to go and uh um and you know i've, I've designed some more since and um you know the line um the lines kind of expanding as as we're going we're seeing that the sales are pretty good so mm. um yeah it's 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 really exciting and and um i'm happy with them and and i i'm hoping that people will pick them up and um that they'll sell well you probably yeah, uh, you probably can't share right now but have you seen any ideas of uh, who's going to be in the next line if it does get picked up yeah well i think they've like the there's a there's the four that just came out, and then I think in September, there's a few more that come out, which are Superman, Aquaman, Black Manta, and Brainiac. Mm. Uh, they they sent me those. I, I already have those figures Ooh. on my shelf. Uh, Lucky. Oh. Yeah, so if you check out my Instagram, I think I posted a couple <laughs> photos of those. And then they recently at um, San Diego, they just showed off, was it... I can't remember. Nightwing, Joker, Harley, Quinn, and I think Batgirl. Mm. And I know there's a Green Lantern that they've also shown and a Wonder Woman. I don't know when those oh, ones yeah. come out. So. Mm. They had those in the, uh, the little um, custom dioramas they made this year. Yeah. So, so um, you know, all uh, there's that's a quite, quite a lineup there. And I know that they're going to be coming out, um, you know, over the next... Uh, 
over the next year I'll, I'll, a bunch of those and we've designed even more so i think it all just depends on it all just depends on the sales and if it's selling well and then they just keep they just keep making them if they if people keep buying them Hey, uh, quick, quick question, uh, Jason. Uh, by any chance, are there going to be interchangeable Faybok heads with these action figures? <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, what's funny is that we design. I, like, they asked me to design like everything. Like, from if you if you look on that video that I posted, like if you look at like Batman and Flash, I designed yeah. heads without them, without the masks. And I think they originally they just asked me to do that just in case. Uh, um, I don't know if they're going to do you know, different, uh, I don't know, variant versions or something. Like, I think they, 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 they asked me to do a lot of that. Um, they asked me to do a lot of that just to kind of have it. So just in case they needed it, you uh, know, you know so. it would be cool if, uh, they would do expressions packs like they do for the animated series figures. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be neat. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe I, maybe they'll do something with Batman, um, like that or yeah. uh, i don't know it just it right now i think it all just depends on if they sell well you know then they can keep they keep expanding the line if it doesn't then they they move on to something else um but i know that a lot of like from what i've i kind of oh lost him no way <laughs> jay hello did we lose him hello i'll probably come back in a minute jay Dude, it's a Fabocalypse, bro. They got him. It's, he's still on the call, but like, we, we can't hear him. Maybe his thing was yeah, cutting him right. out. Oh, he, we lost him. Yeah. Damn. What was he talking about? Oh, we lost somebody else. Everyone's dropping like flies. Uh-oh. That was Legends. Fabocalypse. Maybe he was like... Oh, he uh, he just messaged me. said his power died. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shit. The Fabocalypse is real. Is, does that happen on the Canada a lot? No. Is there a heat wave? <laughs> He's like, no. Damn, I was about to ask him too. So, um, well, uh, either we can keep this rolling and it'll be in the episode or we'll edit him back in if he gets power. But, uh, so I was going to ask him, when we were at San Diego Comic Con, we did the uh, panel with uh, uh, Tom King and Clay Mann. And uh, Tom King okay, and Clay his, his, his power is back, sorry, not, oh, not to sorry. Uh, interrupt, but... I'll save this for when he's back on then. Uh, Jay, you back? We got you? Yep, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, cool. cool. Awesome. <laughs> All of our power. <laughs> it went out again? Yeah. We, uh, well, we had a storm today that was pretty bad. And uh, power was out actually this morning when I woke up. So uh, oh, I don't wow. know. I don't know oh, what's wow. going on. It's the Fabocalypse, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, the Fabocalypse is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we got a short period of rain over here i guess i'm you know far enough away that uh, the weather varied a bit i went shopping for a little bit and while i was on my way to the store it was pouring like yeah. it, it was blackout and pouring but by the time i came back out it was sunny and almost 90 again yeah are you, are you saying thing. rain's not common <clears throat> in that part of canada is that what you mean or, uh... no it is but uh it's like just a Particularly big around here, we get a lot of those like storms that come out of nowhere. There's yeah. a storm for a brief time, and then it's gone <laughs> and it's back. Yeah, it was a nice, cool 101 today. Jeez. Texas, keep that. Yeah, <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> it was like it was like 115 last week here. 
And uh, every time I go out to my car, like when I go from the house to my car, I can't help but think it's probably what it feels like when like an object is re-entering the Earth's atmosphere and like catching <laughs> fire. Yeah, but you guys don't get. You guys have dry heat, not humidity. Try the New York humidity, and uh, yeah, just yeah. You, you feel like a melting pot of ice cream. It feels man. like you're yeah. chewing. It feels like you're chewing on that trash on the sidewalk there. As you walk <laughs> yeah, by, we, we get the same it's, thing. It's, we get we get the humidity like you guys do, not the yeah. the heat of down south. So. It's drier than an In-N-Out burger over here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> can't, can't all be as juicy as those rat burgers. <laughs> all gristly. But Jay, uh, but Jay, anybody remember where we had left off? Yeah, we yeah, were talking uh, about the designs of the figures. Yeah, and how uh, you had designed uh, the the unmasked and you know stuff like that for different variations. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you actually. I, uh, we went to the panel at San Diego Comic Con for um, Tom King and uh, <clears throat> Clay Mann was in there, and they were asking about. Uh, it was the Super Friends issue of when they had to switch Superman and Batman. They switched outfits. Um, mm-hmm. When they went to the, uh, I guess it was the circus or whatever, or not the circus. I'm sorry, but um, the fair. And um, Tom King had ex- was trying to explain to Clay Man, um, I want you to draw Superman, you know, obviously wearing the bat bat suit. And so um, Clay Man asked him, "Do you still want him to wear the glasses?" And Tom King assumed he meant like with the cowl back, like not not with a cowl on. Yeah, yeah, cowl back. Clark Kent's got his glasses on. And so Clayman didn't understand what he meant, so he drew it with the cowl on and the glasses <laughs> over the cowl. <laughs> so I thought that was awesome. But, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, but the thing about your figures is uh, a couple a uh, couple of um, toy photographer pose um, you know action figure poser guys on uh, YouTube been uh, reviewing them and they've been really happy with the uh, the new articulation that comes with your figures that we haven't seen. I guess it's. The, the double-jointed elbows, I think they were talking about. There's, like, additional articulation on your figures that they haven't mm. seen in a while for that line. So they're really happy with that as well. And uh, I think mm. it's a, a good step in the right direction for, like, uh, you know, the DC collectibles yeah. and action figures. So that's really cool. But you, but you know what's funny? Like, if I can be honest, like, as a, I'm a big toy guy, I actually don't like a lot of articulation. Um, I, I'm the opposite. Like, I was... I mean, I I trusted what DC wanted to do with this line, and and I really had, I really didn't have much of a say in in the articulation or anything like that. But when it comes to action figures, like I just like, I just like, I don't, I just want them to bend at the knees and maybe the elbows, and that's about it. Oh, like man. I like, the, I, I'm, I'm I, the same. I, I'm more concerned with how it's going to look standing on a shelf. Get out of here. I don't want to see the ab crunch across. Oh, the both of you, get out of here. So. Yeah, no, it's no you need that ab crunch. That. Jay, I'm telling you, it's perfect. The way yours came out. And I think. Well, I think well, what, see, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, see, the the thing with me from a design standpoint is, if when you put articulation into a character, it actually changes the overall um, shape and silhouette of. Mm of the character. Like if you look at my designs and then you look at the, the articulated characters, the articulated ones are actually a lot more um, skinnier looking than what my drawings were. And if you look at the original model without the articulation, it's very much the way I, I would draw a character. Mm. Uh, but I mean, you know, I'm nitpicking. Like it's like, it's an awesome opportunity. I wasn't going to turn it down, but, but like, that that's just that's just my kind of thing. But I, I knew that 
I knew that the articulation would allow, you know, uh, people to do some really cool like photography and yeah. and posing and that kind of thing. That's just not that's just not me. Like if you look sure. at my my toy room, all my characters are just standing in like a a stiff yeah. pose. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I I know what you mean though, and because I remember when Todd McFarlane started doing his Spawn figures back in the day in the nineties, and then oh, they yeah. got really they got really um. Super deets that there's still some of the best looking figures and paint apps ever, but thank but there was you, hardly any art- yeah. <laughs> there was hardly any articulation on them, but they did look amazing. They look like mini statues almost. I mean, so. I gotta agree with with Jay here. I mean, what do you want? You want like figures that look kind of ridiculous with all the app crutch? No, you want figures that look good on the shelf, you know? <laughs> Not the Canadian. <laughs> oh, I love that Canadian. <laughs> but yeah, Jay, I got it. You know, it'll be fun once you start seeing. Um, because I think they, these figures just came out this week. Was it this week or last week? This week, I think. Yeah. yeah so, so once you start seeing people tag you, <clears throat> probably on Instagram and Twitter, on the stuff they're doing with your stuff, you'll see, you know, how everyone loves the ab crunch, the ankle, you know, joints and all that, because they really <laughs> yeah. like to get crazy with it. Because yeah, mm-hmm. someone did a profile shot of your death stroke, and like you know, you just did the the jaw and the the wrist and all, and it just looked it looked almost like a movie poster, man. It was just uh. pretty cool. So. You know, I guess I guess there's a give take when it comes to articulation. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that that was like they've been wanting to do more articulated thing because of the fans. Like, the the fans have been really asking for that kind of articulation, and so that's what they want to do with this line of figures. And um, you know, I, I it's great. I I mean, I I do I, I am really happy with them, and um. You know, I'm sure it's not the last time I'm going to design an action figure line. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've already talked to them. I'm, I'm trying to put a bug in their ear to do a three jokers. Uh, nice. Like, uh, that'll uh, happen. That'll definitely happen. I, I think that's going to be a really popular, like, a, really? like a three Everyone. jokers three pack. Yeah, well, like I want to do, like I had put the bug in their ear to do like, uh, like a signature series kind of thing, like they did with like Capullo mm-hmm. and Jay. Like, but, but, and these figures I would probably do less articulated, more just like raw, the raw design, put the paper or put the action figure kind of thing. So, but, um, you know, the, the, the other thing though, too, is like, uh, you know, I've done the action figures now. I've, I've, uh, got some statue stuff I've done with DC collectibles. I think they're like a, there's a Trinity statue. I think that comes out sometime this year. And I'm doing some stuff with Prime One Studios oh. right now. Oh, I was about to ask. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's been kind of slow going because there's a lot of back and forth with the designs and trying to get, you know, the the base to look the way that Prime One, right? Um, is it, they're they're sticklers, man. They they're like perfectionists over there. Yeah, and I and I'm kind of the I'm the kind of guy who's like I I kind of just want to give them like a rough design and be like allow your guys to go nuts because like you've got some incredible like sculptors like here's my here's my design here's my rough just just take it and go crazy like i want to see your guys go nuts and like put detail yeah. into it that i wouldn't have been able to put into my drawing and so uh, but but it's getting there I, I i have one more like little design to do um wow. and, and uh I, you know so we'll i'm i don't know when those will start coming out Jeez. i don't know do you get free ones from them? Because that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I, get, I get at least one of them. <laughs> one I, of each of the statues. I, I saw that. I saw that Arkham Origins piece you got, man. That's a, that's a, that's a beauty, man. Yeah, yeah. Jeff John sent me that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he. Uh, well, he gets like his office at DC is just filled with boxes of of toys and stuff that. Yeah, like they because they send them to him to get his okay, and so yeah. he oh was like. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this statue. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, That's uh, amazing. It's just a, one of those little perks, I guess. But uh, uh, no, that yeah, that statue's awesome. I, I uh, My wife is dreading the day when these prime ones that I've designed come in because she's like, I don't know what we're going to do with them. <laughs> well, we'll have to build a new house, put a museum in or something yeah. like that. You're going to need a bigger office. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know, I know, you probably can't say much, but is it safe to say that you're? Are you doing like a few characters for them, maybe, or like a handful? Yeah, or? yeah, no. I'm doing a few, few different ones, but I, I don't think I can say anything. Yeah, that's about. cool. Like, hey, man, that's that's fine with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in, man. I got, wow. I got a, you know, who needs kidneys, right? I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, looking forward to that, Jason Fitzgerald, Prime One. So, What's the uh? What's the what's the character out of the first wave that you love the most that you design action figures the, the essentials? Mm. Well, you know, the, it's it's I I think I really like the Reverse Flash one the uh, best. Yeah. Wow, I don't know why like, he's not even like a character that like I really cared too much about until I drew him in uh, the button there. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think that 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 I like the yellow color. It just really stands out. I, I, I think, like his face. I, I like how you did his face in that one too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clearly it's not Barry, you know. It's it's like that, yeah. you know, as I want. So got that, that evil grimace, and I, I, you know, the Deathstroke one turned out really well. Um, the yeah. Batman, Batman one turned out, like they all turned out really good. Uh, you know, I, I uh, I've been, been I was really happy with how each one turned out. So um, on that yeah. re- on that reverse Flash specifically, I think. Once the uh, paint apps went on there, it really brought out the detail in like the um, the muscle tone. Um, mm. So I think there's a shot that Paul Harding shared when he got his in, and he like posed him in, in a certain way, and like that that reverse flash, his like his suit pops, but then also all the little details of um, you know the definition just like is like popping out. So it looked amazing. Mm. So I think that's that one definitely stands out. The Deathstroke too, but. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the color on the uh, reverse flash that helped it kind of pop like that. So it's very awesome. Yeah. Is there was there ever? Um, they discontinued the what was before it? The icons. Mm-hmm. Are you, yeah. Did, did you design any of those? No, I didn't have a hand in any of those ones. Um, though they did, they did a a Grail and Dark Side two pack that were based off of my designs, That's but right. it didn't. Ivan Rice, Ivan Rice did all the, the mm-hmm. artwork for those figures, and, uh-huh. and I think, and they did a the uh, Wonder Woman from mm. Justice League or whatever that I, I had drawn. So, you know, I'd done some of those ones, and and um, you know, so and I like those ones too. But I think that the, they wanted to go back to the whatever these the are scale. like six. Yeah, seven inch or whatever. Yeah. They wanted to go back to that scale so that it fits in with all the other ones that they were doing. And so, because um, they, they, again, they had said that the fans were really asking for that scale back. Yeah. They wanted yeah. they wanted the scale. And so that's yeah. what they, they decided they, they needed to do. Yeah, the, uh, the icons looked great, but the scale made them their own line that didn't match up with kind of any other line. 
So mm-hmm. the, the the new essential scale is perfect because, um, you know, the old uh, multiverse or the old I'm sorry, not multiverse, the the old Mattel lines match up with it. You know, you can kind of pose them and and photograph them with those, and um, it also matches kind of like the Marvel Legends scale a little bit more. So uh, collectors in general kind of like you know they like everything to be symmetrical so it kind of looks nice and also it's just when you get a bigger figure that you the detail you, you get more detail too so uh, it ends yeah, up being nicer mm-hmm. so, yeah i agree yeah now this is going to veer away from the uh the figure design a bit but you mentioned uh designing reverse flash for the button now when you were working on those batman issues you went back to doing almost entirely traditional uh pencil art for that uh, what was uh, what was the reason? Was it just something that you wanted to do? Was it uh, a matter of the the time that you had for working on it that you decided to do it that way? Well, I, um, I had actually only done a couple pages uh, in uh, w- in those issues that were traditional, um, and that and I, I wanted to, but then because the deadline was so crazy, I just went back to digital. Um, and the same same thing with jo- this, these three Jokers book. I, I started off trying to do. I was going to do the entire thing traditionally, but I found it just didn't look the way I wanted it to look. And so I've kind of gone back to, um, kind of gone back to like a mix of of traditional and digital, depending on the page. And so um, I'm 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 happy where I, I always want to explore more traditional artwork, but then I find that it's not it just doesn't look the way I want it to look. And so uh, I, I go back to, I just kind of go back to what I'm, what I'm comfortable doing. And I find that I'm more happy with the way the pages turn out uh, in the end when I do things digitally. And so that's just, mm. you know, that's does, just does that it. come, does that come from things like being able to put in more detail? Uh, Greg Capullo has mentioned uh, fairly recently that, with the the state of things right now, so many people read books digitally that when they zoom in, like he he starts hearing people chirping at him about you know the little details in his work when they're zooming in, so that mm. now <laughs> he finds himself trying to add smaller details, you know, more minutia. Uh, mm. Is that uh, does that play into what you um, like about doing the digital work? Yeah, I, I it does, um, but I just find it. I, I'm just such a, I'm such a perfectionist in the sense that I can never let go of anything. And so, like, when you're doing it traditionally, you draw the page and then that's it. That's how it's going to stay forever. But I find when I draw a page digitally, I put it away in my folder and I move on to the next page. And then, like, a week later, I look back at that that page I drew a week before and I think, ugh. I don't like that panel. I got to change that. And so now I, and then I can change it. I can change it the way I want. Yeah. And then before I would have been stuck with, with whatever, or be forced to redraw the entire page just to make one little change on the, on the, um, you know, on the, on that page. So, um, uh, there's that. There's also just the fact that I can have total control over every little aspect of it. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've toyed with the thought of, um, digitally penciling the page and then sending that to an inker and having them print it out and then and then traditionally ink the page but they wouldn't be able to get the detail and the look that i that i was able to do digitally like they just wouldn't be able to to get it um 
And every time you pass your artwork off to somebody else, even if they're a really great inker, it still loses something from what I drew originally. And yeah. so uh, I had a lot of discussions with, you know, I talked to Dave Finch about it and I talked to the editors at DC. And, and in the end, we I, I just decided that, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do the pages digitally. And if they're pages that I know um, will will look good traditionally and that I could maybe sell down the road, then I'll maybe I'll draw those pages because I know that they'll make me some extra cash on the side. But, but uh, as soon as I, as soon as I kind of went and just started doing things digitally, all of a sudden I felt at home again and the pages started to just fly off the, uh, like just, uh, just roll. I I was just really, I'm doing all my, I do all my covers traditionally because I, I sell my covers and, um, and so there, there's that, but uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I like the digital process. I think it's, I still think it's the future. I still think that that's where all comic art is going to go. Mm. And I, it's just what I've been comfortable with. Like, I mean, I've been drawing digitally since I was like 14 years old. And I, I have little comic tablets and, and like a Photoshop program, whatever. I used to draw all kinds of stuff on the computer. So I'm just, I'm just used to it and I like it, you know? Mm. Wow. That's great for us. Um, we got a, um, we did a little post on our feed and got a couple of uh, questions from the fans, if that's all right. Just a couple. Yeah, sure. Um, our friend Colt of the Bat would like to know, what is your dream iteration of Batman that you would like to draw for publication? Huh. Um. <laughs> uh, well, I, I would say the, the iteration that you're going to see in Three Jokers is the yeah. like, <laughs> Nice. But I, 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 I knew I it was going to go it. that way. <laughs> well, it, it's, not, it's not only just the story, but it's also like the designs and everything. So, But I can't say anything about it. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, very there, cool. there, I will say that there are some hints in that teaser as to what costume Batman will have, and uh, only the only the keenest of eyes will be able to pick it up. <laughs> Robin's searching already. I could hear. Robin. Oh, thank you for uh, thank you don't, for scheduling the rest of my night. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't, uh, don't say anything, Robin. If you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't. Wait, that's is okay. I'll ask you a is it the level of, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, when we had Sean Murphy on uh, just as White Knight was wrapping up, mm-hmm. and when he was on, he revealed uh, to us and to the world that he had hidden a spoiler for a major plot point in the cover art for issue one, which was released online months before the book came out. Mm-hmm. And, and he, but he had actually uh, put text <laughs> written very small <laughs> uh, giving away a plot point. There was so a nerd. I, I assume it's nothing that big. There was a nerd out there that found it too, and he was shitting bricks, bro. He's like, like how did somebody figure this out? So, yeah, yeah. Sean said that somebody saw it, and he was hoping that you know them tweeting about it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't <laughs> catch on and spread around. And luckily, it didn't. Dude, that that teaser image that we released actually. Every little bit of, and piece of that image is is a hundred percent thought out, Uh-oh. and so there there are things on that image that you won't get until you actually read the story. And so, uh, I'll see you guys uh, later. I'm gonna go study this. <laughs> <laughs> the, awesome. the, fun, the, the funny thing is, you could study it, but until you actually read the, the story, you won't you won't know what certain things are referring to and why certain things are positioned different ways. And you know, but uh, it's fun to kind of do those kinds of images. And um, you know, one of the one of the 
Well, no, I don't, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> we'll, 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 okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, Angel Young would like to know um, the the fa- favorite Batman character to draw aside from Batman himself. Hmm. So, like, favorite Gotham character, I guess. <sighs> Huh, I gotta think of that. I, well, you know what? I've really liked drawing Mister Freeze when I drew him back in the Batman Annual. Right. Yeah. Was that the Scott Snyder one? Is that- yeah. That, that yeah. was a lot of fun. that was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, Joker's been really fun to draw, but he's he's hard. He's tough. He's a oh, tough yeah? character. Yeah. Hmm. Because he's not. Because he's like not normal. Like his proportions are all weird. His face yeah. isn't structured like a normal human being. You know, yeah. and so it's like, you know, so you got to kind of figure out like, well, do I draw more realistic, like realistic anatomy in his face and his bone structure? Or you do you just push it like, you know, like Brian Boland would or something? And so I've been kind of mm. I've been kind of following more of Brian Boland's kind of um, his style and, and the way that he approached the character, because yeah. I feel it kind of it kind of rides the line between fantastical and still realistic. Yeah. I think so. Boland might have had the best, like the best Joker so far. I should say, yeah, he's one. kind of the master of Joker. Like, he's uh, one of those characters that fans kind of expect him to look a little more expressive, you know, like that. I mean, he's supposed to look twisted. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's fun to draw. It actually, you know, like I, I use a lot of photo reference for myself making these dumb smiling faces and whatnot, and it and it does bring. <laughs> Like when you when you follow like yourself like drawings of you know your face doing a weird pose acting out the like you try to act out the way he would say a line you know mm. and you bring a little that a little of that into the the pose and stuff and it it is fun to draw like that it, you know especially when you're drawing Batman who's just very stiff and just stands there and you know he he he's the way the best way to draw Batman is the is le- is just stiff shadows tough looking and then the joker you get to draw the more like a cartoon character and so mm-hmm. um it's fun it's, it's just tough it's a little bit harder and i it's taken me a it's taken me a couple pages and redrawing panels two or three times to figure out like how i want to approach the joker and mm-hmm. um there's some really good like uh there's some really good uh, cosplayers and stuff out there who uh, do excellent versions of the joker and so i've been trying to gather a lot of those like photo reference of them because they they're able to capture the look of the joker in a realistic way wow. and so i'm able to you know work work some of that into uh into, mm. into my work so yeah do you know any of them by name by any chance uh there's one guy uh he goes by uh, joker's jollies on um um on instagram cool. mm. i believe his name is keith and That's- uh he actually sent me a whole bunch of stuff, so uh, you know, big thank you to him. And then there's another guy called like Har- Harley's Joker or something like that, and yeah. he's got he's a really good Joker as well. And so I, I've been kind of using some uh, facial reference from him too, because my you know my my face is not a Joker face. I got a big fat yeah. round, face. <laughs> so I, I I don't have that long skinny face, and so it's hard to kind of sometimes get the right structure out of the face facial expressions but when you can look at some photo reference and kind of pull from that and and then looking at a lot of brian boland arts and and you know other guys who've drawn the joker and kind of pull from that you know it, it all it all kind of comes together 
Um, being that we're on this uh, topic, uh, what do you do? You, what are your thoughts on the Batman Who Laughs? Do you dig him? Is he fun to draw? What do you think about that guy? Yeah, you know, I only really drew him that one time on that cover. Off of that cover, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know much about the character or anything like that. Eh? Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's cool. Anytime that you can kind of add to, uh, you know, anytime you, you, somebody comes up with a new character that kind of catches on, you know, that that's fun. And, and comic, comics need that. And um, mm. I'm happy to kind of see that because it just, you know, it, it expands the, the characters and, exp- you know. I think Jay's trying to say is he's not one of the three Jokers, so who cares? No, that's cool. Um uh, oh, uh, Sean, our friend Sean Risley asked, what's up with the three Jokers? We answered that. Grums asked about uh, designing a Batmobile. We answered that. Uh, oh, uh, Pop Priest wants to know what your favorite, uh, what book or slash series was the favorite, your favorite that you've worked on? Uh, well, series, I would say uh, Justice League when I was doing that with Jeff. Um, mm-hmm. That, that, that. Justice League will be like that series that I think I'll always be proud of. Um, uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Not only because the story was, was good and, and I, and I really enjoyed that, but I'm proud of it because I were Jeff and I kind of worked so well together on that. And I really felt that that book pushed me. It kind of, it kind of made me, made me kind of strip some of the stuff out of my art that I didn't need. And I, I feel like I found my style and the way I wanted mm. to draw in that book. And so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, Batman 21, I'm really proud of just from the storytelling angle and, um, you know, working with Tom was a lot of fun on that book. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I think that that book just turned out really well. I, and again, like I was mentioned before, that's where I kind of fell in love with this whole nine panel grid kind of thing. And I, I now I really dig that. I really love that kind of storytelling. And and then I'm, all, I'm very proud of the Swamp Thing one shot that uh, I recently did because that was something that I've been wanting to do since I was, you know, a little kid. And so, um, you know, I, I found I, I wasn't it's funny like i've I've been working professionally since 2010 so you know a little it's been about eight years or so and uh the my my first the first like five years i i'm not very proud of a lot of that stuff like i i i look back at it and i cringe i'm not I, you know because i was still learning and i was trying to figure things out i didn't know what i was doing half the time mm. and um you know i hadn't found my style and you know my things looked wonky and and i just didn't you know and i was also working i just didn't feel like i was working on books that had the kind of stories i wanted to tell but but that's that's what you need to do at that point in your career you just take whatever job you get you know whatever they give you you take because you're like yes i just want to keep climbing the ladder i want to keep learning and getting better and then now over the last like two years, I feel all of a sudden, as soon as I, as soon as I went on justice league, it was like something clicked. And I don't know if it was because of a guy like Jeff Johns who comes beside you. And all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's not only is he writing, he's also mentoring you and teaching you how to tell a story better because mm-hmm. Jeff is, he's, Jeff thinks more like a movie director and a movie producer. Like he's very visual yeah, um, and so he he can tell you like Jay on this page. I know I put all this action in there, but don't worry about it. Just do all close-ups because I really want 
to get the emotions from these characters faces so just keep everything in as close as you can to their faces and so like that's not something you'd normally i would normally do and so but then you do it and then all of a sudden you're like wow you know that really works you know and so he he really pushed me and and um helped to kind of mold me into a better artist and so ever since then i've been very proud of the stuff i've been doing you know for the most part and uh and I feel like I'm finally at that stage where I'm getting to draw the stories that I've always wanted to tell. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I want to draw stories that people are going to respond to and that people are going to remember. I don't just want to, I don't just want to draw stories for the heck of it. And just, you know, stories that are just people forget about the uh, week after they read it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, if that's the case, you're with the right guy then. Cause, uh, Jeff Johns, everything he touches seems to turn to gold. Gold, Jerry. Gold! <laughs> and the Green Lantern stuff to the Doomsday Clock stuff to Flashpoint. I mean, that, you know, you're doing the Dark Side War. You work, yeah, mm-hmm. with, with the best company. So, now, when, does, um, when, does, when does the three Jokers start, Robin? When does the first uh, I, I think all we know is winter, right? I, I haven't seen uh, an exact date on anything just yet. Mm, I don't know right. if there's anything you can talk about yet. I'll just say it's not going to be until 2019. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, 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 from my perspective, and, and that kind of our plan is that we want to don't want to rush this, and we want to get as much done as we can before we even release the first issue. And uh, these are going to be big, um, very dense, heavy issues. There's going to be a lot that goes on in each of them. There's three issues, uh, three jokers, three issues, and they're each 46 pages long. Wow. And, um, it's a lot of story in it. And we, we, we don't want to do, you know, Jeff and I have talked about this. Jeff's doing the same thing on doomsday clock. He's at the point where he's like, you know what? I don't need to do, I don't need a book to come out uh, on a monthly basis. I want to work on this book and I want to make it the best I can. And I really want to think about everything that I'm writing, just like I want to think about everything that I'm drawing. And so, you know, doomsday clock, sure. It's, it's been delayed. And, uh, part of that's because Jeff, you know, he's he was juggling so many things with the movies. Uh, but now that he's kind of, done with the chief creative officer stuff and he's just back to writing um uh, writing films and writing comics and tv he's able to he's going to be able to put more time into it but but at the same time he didn't want to rush it he's like i don't want to rush this i want to make this the and gary frank doesn't want to rush it he he's been he's he's been working a lot longer than i have and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to rush his work anymore. He's paid his dues. He just wants to, uh, you know, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of guys, a lot of big talent are going to do these. They're, they want to do these black label books because they don't have to, they don't have to put up with the, the monthly schedule. They can kind of work at their own pace. And so um, that's what we want to do with three jokers. Um, I want to make this the best book I can. I want to make this the book of my career. Like I said, I, um, I want this to be, you know, my goal, my goal at the end of three jokers is to make it the best Batman book that I can do that. If I, that I could potentially walk away from Batman for the rest of my life and, and be able to say, I did the best Batman. I, I already drew, I already drew the best Batman book. I'll never, nothing will ever compare to this. Uh, you know, I, I want, that's what I want this book to be. I'm not saying I'm, 
I'm not saying I'm, that's the way it's going to be, but that's what my mindset is. I, I want it to yeah. be like, this is the last thing I ever draw Batman in. This is, I want to make this special. And no. you want that absolute, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now, okay, that that brings me to, you know, kind of a question. When you draw these, do you kind of envision what format they may be published in with like, you, see, you know, you say you have hopes and expectations that maybe this is, you know, what you're well known for or most known for. And that, you know, an absolute version is kind of like, you know, the, you know, creme de la creme because it's mm-hmm. printed in that big format. So do you think about that when you're doing some of your panels and stuff? Because you're like, man, this will look great on a 11 by 17, you know, page. Mm. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I, I, I want, I would love them to do stuff like that with my work, but I just want to make this the best looking comic I can uh, for, you know, for its first printed state. And, um, and that, that's my goal. And I know like, like Brad Anderson's going to color it. I know he's going to do a great job with it. And uh, um, I, I'm, I, 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 you know, I, I, I dream about things like that. Like I would love to see like, you know, a book like this done in an absolute form or even in like, I really dig those uh, books they've been putting out the, the noir books where it's just the mm-hmm. inks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, from an artist perspective, I love those books because I love actually seeing just the line work without the color. It, you know, you can, you can learn a lot from the way an artist draws just by seeing that. And so that's the way I look at them. I look at them almost in, you know, not just for the stories, but for me, it's like appreciating the lines a little more because sometimes the colors can get in the way. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I really like to learn and I really like the unwrap books too, because you can kind of see, you know, how certain artists build their characters and the backgrounds and, and all that stuff. Uh, it's more of a tutorial book for me. Yeah, it's, I agree. it's cool. It's cool that they make the three different versions. You know, we get the unwraps that are just pencils. We get the noirs that are that are just inks, and then obviously the the finished product. And another thing I would like to see more of, uh, I would love to see a lot more of this. Is uh, I keep flipping through this uh, preview edition of uh, Lieber Mayo's work for. Uh, the da- uh, Batman Damned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I would love to see more artists get an edition of their book put out where it's just page after page of un- unencumbered art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Like with, without, the, without the lettering and stuff? Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah the there, are no, there are no speech bubbles or anything in the entire book. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought, and, too. Yeah. And, and the virgin covers. I love those. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you'll maybe you'll see some of that. Like I don't know. Like I don't I don't really know anything if they're gonna actually do stuff like that. But see, the problem with that is that the writers, <laughs> the writers wouldn't, uh, you know, they they're not getting their checks, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like yeah, like I'm sure they. No, they still... are. I mean, they're still you know, their story is still being presented. Well, I mean, they're still going to get their publishing. The way they did it is they, it's free. It's a free like uh, magazine size. It's a preview. Thing. Yeah, they gave it to retailers, yeah. so no one's really making money off. I mean, it is a great way of enticing you to read a story that you um, might not have gotten into just by showing you just the straight art because, um, you know, it's getting everybody excited for for what's to come. So, But there's not many, you know. But ima- imagine... 
imagine getting a, a version like that, you know, something like Dark Side War that you can flip through and just see all those yeah. pages, uh, you know, nice. of uh, yeah. Dark Side fighting uh, Anti Monitor and Batman on the Mobius chair and everything with without any yeah. uh, speech bubbles. Like every page yeah. is like a print, a mini print. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's interesting you say that because just today, like, I was flipping through uh, Killing Joke, and I don't know if those like back in those days they they actually like glued the speech bubbles like onto yeah. the yeah. and and because because there's some panels I'm looking at I'm like well I wish I could see like how he what's in the back or with the way the rest of the the character's head or whatever and I don't it probably doesn't exist anymore because it's probably been the, those pages have been pasted over with uh, you know the speech bubbles and it would have been neat to see something like that in its full state without the without the word balloons i love the old process where the night skies would just be black with like a bunch of white dots and things like mm-hmm. that like no detail it was just so so mm-hmm. interesting to see their process back in the day mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, ne- next time you're gonna be uh in the area uh let me know and i can bring this uh this damned uh, magazine format by the shop cool if, uh, if you want to see what those pages look like though the way that they did it's a really cool thing uh hmm I think I think they might do something like that eventually because uh, publishing knows how to make money. I mean, they changed the Gotham City Sirens omnibus to say Harley Quinn, so they're not pulling. You know, they'll they'll do anything to make money. You think about it, they have the noirs, which are the yeah. books, but in black and white. They have the unwraps, which are ju- which just the pencils in the book. So I could see them eventually doing possibly doing something like this, where you, no word balloons, just the art, yeah, the, and it would sell. And you, yeah, like if you if you offered that. Um... You know, with a book like uh, Batman Hush, you know, it's it's just another way of, of them making more money off of something that everybody already has, you know, so you'd go out and you'd buy that version because, hey, it's, you know, it doesn't have the word balloons. I just get to see the art, you know, and uh, oh, they could do it, man. Yeah, and hey, yeah. Grandpa Batman, how many versions of Dark Knight Returns do you own? Uh, it's getting up to about 20 right now. 20 different <laughs> versions of the same story, yeah. but a different, you know, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever uh, have you ever picked up a gallery edition of anything, Jay? No, I've wanted to, but um, I I just haven't uh, haven't done that yet. No, because you you do get to see some of that in the gallery editions because the what you'll get for some of the pages, uh, and they actually did the same thing in that uh, art book that uh, that they put out for Jock, where you'll get uh, one version of the page. And then it has like an acetate page uh, that lays over it. Yeah. And uh, in in the Dark Knight Returns one, you would have like okay, this is the page as uh, as Klaus had had gone over it. But then uh-huh. flip over this acetate page, and it shows you some amendments that Frank had gone back and made to it, or vice versa. Mm. Oh, that, that yeah, that's that's a cool way of doing it. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it 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 helps you see some of the process. Huh. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to. I've wanted to. I wanted to pick one of those up. I'll have to. Maybe next time I'm at a. Maybe when I'm at Fan Expo and I can buy one of those giant books and put it in my car and not have to lug it on a plane or something like that. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll pick one up. 
Are you are you but doing the we, coloring? We do we do have I'll just say we do have the Dark Knight Returns one and uh something Marvel. I forget what Marvel one uh, yeah. at the shop. Yeah, who cares? Sorry, god damn it, man. Uh Jay, are you, are you are you doing the coloring for this book or is it someone uh, for the three jokers? I forget. No, uh Brad, Brad Anderson's gonna be doing it. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, he's uh, Brad's doing- that guy that you uh work with on everything. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah I, it's like he's he. Unless I'm forced to have somebody else color my work, Brad's always the one I go to because, um, like, like for for instance, like that three jokers teaser. Like, I didn't even give him any. Like, I didn't tell him like what I wanted it to look like. I just knew he would just do it the way I wanted it. Yeah. Like, like he just understands like what I want. And when you find somebody like that, where you're just thinking on this right wavelength about everything from like he just understands even like the the tones i want and like you know he'll add like an orange you know orange highlight coming in from one side it's like how do you how do you know that orange is my favorite color you know like like you know he just he just gets it he gets it and he gets what i want and um when you find somebody like that you just you, oh, you keep them tight because uh it's you with brad the same way capullo is with fco the same mm-hmm. way Jim Lee is with Sinclair and the same way Sean Murphy is with Hollingsworth. It's like once you have your colors, that's it. You guys are like, you know, attached to the hip. And, uh, you yeah, know, and, just, and it's funny, like I've worked with Alex Sinclair a couple times now. And I, I love him. He's, he's a great colorist. Yeah, he's he like works, Yeah, like he's like a master. But, it, but it's interesting. Like I don't think his colors work as good over my art as it does with Jim Lee, like when it with Jim, it's like, it, it just goes. And I don't know if that's because you've, we've seen it for so long that it just, that's just the way that it's supposed to look. Um, but then when he, when, when Alex does his work over me, I, I, I don't really have any complaints. It's mm. just, I just don't feel like it. I just don't know if it fits my work as well as it fits Jim's work. Whereas with Brad, as soon as Brad colors my page, it's just like, yeah, like that's just, mm. that's just the way it needs, it, it has to look. It's like, that's its natural state. It needs to look like that. So, um, you know, you can, you know, like I love Matt Hollingsworth. I don't know if his stuff would work over my, my art yeah. because he's very simplistic and I like more of the, I want a colors to come in there and really do, you know, highlights and backlights and, you know, mm. add in fog and do all kinds of stuff where some guys it's just, they want to just do simple, simple shades and that's it. So yeah. Does Brad yeah. give you, you know, the flexibility to give him some input on certain things? Yeah. I, I try to just, you know, unless it's, I'm, you know, sometimes I'll just tell him like, I, I foresee, I really want a lot of like, uh, you know, teals and oranges in this piece, or I want the sky to be yellow or something like that. And, you know, like I'll say something like that sometimes, but most of the time I just, I just kind of just let him do his thing. Like, unless it's something very specific, like, like with the swamp thing book, when we did that together, I had specifically told him different things that I wanted like I want, I don't ever want to see the the sky except for on one page. I want to see the blue sky, but every other time I want it to look like it's a stormy, snowy thing. So, so even though I left the skies white you know, on the page, 
color them in to make it look like clouds, you know, or Swamp Thing in that in that book at the beginning, it's Swamp Thing's green, and as he goes through the book, he kind of will becoming more brown and and gray, and so I, I kind of you know that was. I kind of just said, just do, just make sure that each page he's got this transition happening. And then the rest of it, I'm just like, the rest of it, just do what you do. Like I, I, you know, I, I trust what you bring to it. And I mean, he reads this, like the colorist reads the script as well. And so he gets a sense of like, he gets a sense of what's going on in the mood and what's being said. And should I do something with the lighting to, to bring this, this line out a little more. And so, um, do you guys have like like a little powwow meeting before you, he starts that process? Um, uh, so, sometimes just through, mostly just through an email. I'll just send him an email, and that's oh. about it. Um, with the three jokers teaser image, I had done a whole bunch of different designs and stuff, so I kind of sent him like, okay, this is the color. These are the colors of the three jokers. Like, this is kind of what their costumes look like. Um. But then the rest of it, I'm just like, I don't know, just do whatever you want. And then he kind of added in like a little spotlight above him. And mm. I didn't have that in the original inks, but it just fit. Like, that's the way I envisioned mm. it kind of being, but I didn't actually tell him. It looks, it makes it look a lot like that opening scene from Killing Joke, where yes. they're sitting yeah. at that table. Which is what that that whole panel that that whole yeah. page is based off of that one panel. So yeah, that's what it. Mm. Now is that that you keep referring to it as just a teaser image? Is that going to be the cover of one of the issues, or is that produced just for the promotion of uh, of the event? Um, right now, that's just the promotion. Um, we actually have different covers for for the three issues, uh, which you'll see. Mm. down the road once once they're ready to be revealed but uh but i don't know maybe this maybe that they'll use this as like the trade or something at some point or maybe a variant for one of the issues i don't know but but really it's it's pretty much just a teaser image it's it's not it's not the cover um so um and i i like i always liked it when they when comics do like a teaser like that and it's kind of like it's different. It's not the cover of the book. It's kind of like Capullo did that when him and Scott Snyder did the Joker book originally. Like he had that image of the Joker looking in the mirror, putting on the lipstick, you know, and then that wasn't a cover to the book, but it was a great kind of teaser that kind of just captured the imagination. And, and so, um, you know, we, we wanted to do something that kind of made a splash and kind of showed it off. And so, um, we came up with that idea and, uh, yeah. If you can't answer this, don't answer it. But I noted earlier that you you mentioned uh, you said three jokers, three books. Uh, does that have any correlation? Like, is it going to be each one focuses on one of these jokers, or is that just uh, coincidental? Just quit being too smart, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the the the. It's just, it's just we just broke it down into three issues, oh. um, mm. because originally we thought, well, do we do it as like six issues? Um, but then we just thought, well, we kind of wanted it to feel more like a, uh, you know, like when you read Dark Knight Returns, like each issue kind of felt like a big, like it was like a big issue, you know, and it took a while to get through each one of those issues. Mm. 
and I like that kind of storytelling. You know, I, I um, one thing I always talk to Jeff about was was how I I enjoy when comics are presented in a little bit more of a special way, and and that they're a little longer and a little bit more dense, and they have nicer packaging. Um, if you look at if like if you if you take an honest look at like what are some of the greatest comics of all time, they're usually not the monthly books. They're usually the, the special kind of books, you know, like like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, anything that comes out in like a prestige format. Yeah, you know, Killing Joke and yeah. Watchmen. Like they were they were all like self-contained kind of stories as well, and and that's something that we really wanted to do. Uh, with with Dark Side War, we wanted to do a self-contained uh, kind of story that you didn't necessarily need to read all the backstory. You could just kind of read our story, and you get a you get a complete story. And that's kind of what this book's going to be as well. It's gonna it's it's in continuity. It takes place within Batman continuity, but you could you could pick up three Jokers and you can read it, and it's its own complete story, beginning, middle, and and full end. You know, and so, but, and that's something that I think is important, and it's something you don't see a lot in comics. And I like, I like that kind of storytelling more than I think the monthly, kind of soap opera style of comic books. Um, I don't know. I I don't have much time to read a lot anymore, and so I like it when I can just pick up a comic that it's its own self-contained thing. Um, yeah, I know what you mean about uh, that. I call it the perfect storm of Batman books. It was like uh, The Killing Joke, Dark Knight Returns, and uh, Arkham Asylum by Morrison, and they were all like self-contained, prestige format, bigger books. It sounds like that's the direction I think Black Label kind of wants to go in as well. Do you feel like that kind of energy floating over to that part of the uh, uh, part of DC now that it might like this little uh, I don't know. Um, comic book renaissance or something that they have going on over there do you feel yeah. like that's, yeah. you, you know what that, that, that's a that's a good thought i think you know maybe that maybe black label will kind of spark something a little bit different like maybe comics need to be changed a little bit you know because yeah. uh, continuity is it, it could be like shackle sometimes you know and it is like, yeah. it is continuity is a shackle and and it ta- i think continuity strips away Art, a writer's ability to take major chances because you know if you do if you do if you take a major chance on something then it's it's you're it's then the characters are stuck like that for a while at least yeah <laughs> that's true you know yeah. so until until because they don't want to like if you do something major in a book you don't want to just like change it back after like two issues. It's like, well, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> stick, we gotta stick this out for like a year to make it seem important. You know, you gotta, gotta uh, bring this guy back from the dead again. You know, like uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm excited to see this whole black label thing. I, you know, I would, I would like to see Marvel do this kind of thing too. Like I'm just, uh, mm. you know, Mar- Marvel doesn't really do too many like these these kind of specials and and um, D- that's a big thing that DC's always done is are these prestige format specials and yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. I, maybe you'll see more of that coming down the line, but uh, I hope it really. I hope it works, and I hope that people dig it and that they'll they'll read the books and enjoy them. 
You know? Yes, they, they're going to read this book. They're going to buy these books. Then they're going to go get their DC Essentials action figures. Then they're going to pre-order their Jason Fabric Prime 1 statue. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone needs to do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, man, that's that's awesome, Jay. I mean, you know, we... We always we wish you know we always wish you the best of luck with everything you got going on and you know like we're we're the for, we're the ones to be most excited about what you're going on as well as the bad force so we just uh, we're really proud and excited of what you're doing so you know we just, well, I, I I am too and again like just to you know not to overhype this book but like I'm very proud of this story it's it's the story I've always wanted to draw it's. It's got so many good moments in it that people are going to remember, and and it's, you know, if you look at what Jeff's doing on on Doomsday Clock right now, you know, he's just at a different level. Like I, I honestly think that Doomsday Clock is like the best comic book on the shelves right now. It's 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 deep. It's got tons of symbolism in it. It's got great emotional content, a lot of like psychological explorations of characters, and Gary Frank is just drawing the heck out of it. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's the kind of comics I wanted. I want to work on, and um, and he's now doing that with Batman. And you know, he said to me, he said, you know, Jay, I, I've never done Batman. I've never done an incontinuity Batman story. I've never like out of my whole career. I've never actually done an incontinuity Batman story and I've never touched the Joker. And so he's like, I, if I'm going to do it in my career, I want to make sure I do it to the, to the best I can possibly. I want to do the Batman story that I'll be remembered for. And so he's know, like, I, I don't want to do a Joker story. I want to do three Joker stories. That's it. <laughs> that's pretty exciting that both of you are going into this wanting it to be the Batman story and the thing you're remembered for. If if we hear Brad saying that same thing, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you know, here's the thing though, like this is the to be honest with you, I I've been a little scared going into this. Well, I, I was a little scared going into it when it finally I finally started getting script because there's all of this history of Batman and the Joker and there's so many great Batman and Joker stories. It's like, there's a pressure, there's pressure on you to tell you. I, you don't just want to do a story just for the heck of it. Like if, if I'm going to do this story, I want to make sure that the story is going to be counted among the great, you know, Batman and Joker stories. You know, and maybe that's why it took us a little while to get this off the ground because maybe Jeff just didn't have that. I just didn't have the idea, you know, in full. Maybe he was wrestling with some of it. But, you know, when I sat in that story meeting and I heard and we saw the story come come together, like each issue is so strong. And, and I just said I, I was in awe. And he had at one point he asked me, he's like, are you OK? And I just said, Jeff. I got chills. Like, I just, I think this is going to be like incredible. And so, you know, now it's up to me now. Now it's up to me to draw this thing and make it the best I can possibly be. And I, 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 
I want to deliver the ultimate Batman Joker story. And, and there's, there's a lot of competition. A lot of these, a lot of these, uh, I've noticed that a lot of the um, black label books involve Batman and the Joker. So, you know, we're going up against a couple different, you know, Batman Joker stories, but you know, I think ours is very unique. <laughs> it's got, it's got a very unique twist to it that, that it seems ridiculous, but, mm. but it's, it's it all works it all works within the story and you'll see it and you'll you know you guys will be reading issue one and then asking me like what the heck you know what's going on you know and wait till mm. issue two and, you know like it's 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 got a great mystery and and uh, i'm just i've never been so excited and so confident in mm. in something as this i really do feel like this is like a special moment and i'm I'm just in trying to enjoy it and try to do the best I can because it may this may never happen again. This kind of a project. I love it. I just feel like the. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Uh, I was going to say it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, a lot of the Black Label books seem to focus on Batman and Joker, but they all have very different uh, things going on. Like we know in Damned, it's about the jo- uh, the murder of Joker. Uh, Scott and Greg are doing Last Night on Earth, and that has Joker's head in a jar. Mm. And then you and you and Jeff are doing a book that has three Jokers. It's like the they're, DC they're label. Weird. It's like the Bat Olympics at DC uh, Black Label. <laughs> Who's gonna get gold? You know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think the thing that makes our book unique is the fact that it is an incontinuity story. So. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's and that's really interesting. I so it's gonna have a little bit more weight, I think, to it than those other ones, and and you know, not not. I, I think those other books are gonna be excellent, and mm. I think that that also raises our level. Like we have to we have to be at their level, and so I really feel like this. Sometimes you need a little bit of that competition and that drive to kind of push you forward, but I think in the end, the fans win. They're gonna get some really great <laughs> stories, you know. Dude, Oh, good you guys are going to be buying the books because like i know myself i'm going to go into the comic store and buy all those books you know so D- dc's dc wins they're they're putting out um stuff that the fans want and they're going to buy the heck out of it and that's great for the for the business and for you know our jobs you know yeah because you have um it's like scott snyder and then azarello and then jeff john's revving up the engines then it's Capullo Bermejo and Jason Fabic ribbing up their engines and I'm like you're right the, the biggest win out of all of this is definitely the fans man just I, I get uh, my black label tattoo right now bro, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we uh, we always record our uh, comic reviews the Saturday uh, the Saturday night before the books come out so don't be at all surprised if uh, after we read the first the first part of three jokers, if uh, incessantly bothering you and asking you if you'll come on for the Saturday, mm. yeah, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something right now, guys. When that book comes out, I'd be glad to do. We could do three issues, one right after uh, each issue comes out, kind of thing, and do a little bit of a a talk with that. I think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, that that's something awesome. that people can follow along with, much like uh, following along with your series of videos. You know, so everything that you're working on. Yeah. Yeah, apocalypse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, the last thing I wanted to get uh, some thoughts from 
uh, from you on. We're just past San Diego Comic-Con now, and they put out the new trailers. So we've seen trailers for Aquaman, Shazam, and Titans. Uh, have you watched the three? Uh, yes, I think I did. Yeah, I've seen all three of those. Uh, any particular thoughts on any of them? Uh, I was really impressed with the Shazam uh, because, well, I, I really enjoyed the, the 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 comic that Jeff had written that that movie looks like it's based upon mm. uh, almost 100%. But I, it just seemed like a, a breath of fresh air, something a little bit different in the superhero genre, like a, more of a, a family-friendly comedy kind of superhero movie, which, you know, I have to, like, I'll admit, like, I have superhero movie fatigue. Like, I haven't gone to see a superhero movie in forever, you know. Mm. Um, I'm just done with it i just don't care anymore um i mean i I, i'll go see dc movies because i work for dc and so i have some sort of a like i have an interest in it and i'll go and i'll watch it but i'm not really into the marvel movies and i haven't been too excited about movies in general but um you know something like shazam just kind of throws something different out there and i talked to jeff about it i said you know it's nice that like that movie looks like it could appeal to families he said yeah he's like that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do a movie that families could come to the to the theater together and watch a cool superhero movie. And I said, you know, that, that I like that, especially now that I have kids. Even though my kids are too young to even go to the theater, but but uh, I like that thought. Um, Aquaman looked really cool. Uh, I enjoyed that. The Titans look looks cool too, but that's not my thing. Like I don't know. I probably wouldn't really watch it. Uh, I'm not really a I've never been a Teen Titans fan. I, I'm the the show I'm most interested in seeing is the new Swamp Thing uh, show yeah. that they're going to be doing for the DC um, uh, subscription service thing. Like that, I would sign up for that just to see that show. So um, that's the one I'm most yeah. interested in. Uh, I I don't know what their format is for that show, but something that I had been hoping. I I doubt this is the way it goes, but. Because Swamp Thing has been around for so long and there have been so many unconnected stories throughout his history, uh, I've sort of hoped that rather than being a, a series with continuity, that they would do more like an anth- an anthology where mm. they would just do, you know, one episode is about this story, the next episode is about this story. That, that gives us a format where they could even uh, eventually tackle the, the book that you and Tom King did. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. Um, I don't know if that's the way it is, though. Like from the description, it seems like yeah. it's actually more of like an Abby Arcane. You know, she's probably like a, you know, goes there to seek out the mystery of what's happening and kind of gets embroiled in it. And so, um, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what it's going to be like. Um, uh, I think that DC's DC has some really strong stuff, especially with the TV stuff. You know, from the what what I hear from a lot of, I don't watch a lot of it, but from from what I see online, people really seem to dig it. So, um, you know, they're 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 very strong in that. And I think you're gonna, I think with the movies, like those two trailers, you just saw a little bit of a change in the direction. I think of the DC movies for the good, for the better. You know, it looks like big fun movies, and so. Um, I think that DC needs more more of that with their movie slate, and um, you know, Aquaman. I think Aquaman's going to be a um, kind of like a sleeper hit. I think people will. It's something a little different. We've never seen an underwater 
movie before like that. So, mm. uh, you know, and, it, and it's got all the parts from the comics in it as well. So um, I'm excited to see how that turns out. And also we're getting a, a Hush animated movie too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's pretty wild. So you know, maybe one day we'll get a three Joker animated movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. So. Yeah. Good well, stuff. Ima- imagine they tackle that in a live action, and then you've got to worry about three different people to play Joker rather than <laughs> all oh the my, uh, we pretty. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't know. But the the good thing about our book, I think, is when it's going to be coming out. Um, well, it comes out sometime next year, and then I think that the, that Joker movie or something comes out next year at some point too. Um, with uh, what's Walking his name Phoenix. there? Yeah. So uh, you know, maybe maybe Jeff Johns is timing all of this. He seems to like to uh, do that. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but uh, I didn't really know about this Joker movie, so maybe. But he he knows he's he's. He's uh, producing all that stuff, so I, I think he is because I mentioned earlier about how um, people keep asking him where Shazam is, mm. and um, I think he might bring him back when uh, the movie hits. I don't know. I just had this gut feeling because yeah, Jeff is a, he's a planner. You well, you know that better than anybody. So you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he has that up his sleeve as well for Shazam in the books. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Jay, we appreciate all the time you've given us to sit down and talk about all the great work you're doing. And um, like I said earlier, man, we just we're really proud. And um, you know, as always, if you ever need anything from us, just let us know. We love to promote your stuff everywhere we can, cause uh, cause because it's good stuff. And uh, you're doing the Lord's work, buddy. You really are, man. This is, uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, we really need a, you know, we need some good uh, good ent- good source of escapism these days. You know. There you go. There you go. So, well, th- you know, thanks, guys. And like I said, when, when uh, you know, when more of Three Joker stuff comes out and we can talk a little more about it, we we'll we'll get into more of that. Um, yeah, that is awesome. We uh, sure. we we gotta we gotta uh, appreciate Jay's work uh, while we can because uh, pretty soon there's gonna be some pretty strict tariffs on uh, anywhere coming over from Canada. <laughs> so until, until then, enjoy it before it's gone. How can 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 they tariff stuff if you just like email files over? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> well, he'll, well, he'll, okay. be, he'll be kept busy with those. Interesting how you talk about emails, bit. Robin. He's gonna ha- oh, <laughs> he's gonna have to launch uh, an investigation and probe this uh, smashing which of hunt? his star on the Walk of Fame. Which hunt? Oh, jeez. Yeah, you better not delete Tom, those emails, Jay. Tom, Tom, do you think uh, you think Dan DiDio is really proud of everything that's going on with the, the three Jokers? Hey, you know, we couldn't have a better person coming on and doing the three Jokers story with John, you know, uh, with Jeff Johns, that is. And, uh, uh, Jay, we're really proud of you. We, we love what you do with the comic books. And uh, we're really looking forward to going ahead with Black Label, which you got in store for us. The fans love this. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. DiDio. No, I mean, this this interview wouldn't be complete if we didn't have Jason Statham asked Jason Fabek a question. Oh, man. Hey, Jason. My name's also Jason. Just wondering why you didn't use me as a reference for those action figures. <laughs> I'm hoping that at one, some point you might make a transporter action figure. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, oh, this right. has to be the, uh, the only 
place that uh, you get this kind of bullshit in an interview <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Thanks so much, man. Did we lose him? Oh, I think we actually lost him. He quit. He he left. No, he was thanks, like, these guys are thanks, crazy. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I we well, left. I guess that's it. No. I wonder if his, uh, his power might have gone out again. Probably. He yeah. shows him on. Yeah, but that happened the last time, too. And then yeah, he, it was and a then delay. He, then he left. Yeah, Skype always takes a while to... Uh, like, I think if you look at it, it might still... Like, yeah, it, it still oh, says... He's on. Maybe he thought Dan's deal was really here, and he's like, I get out of here now. <laughs> I gotta get back to work. Working. Get back to work? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jason, I, I hear you doing a lot of talking, but uh, I don't hear very much drawing going on. <laughs> a little too much, a uh, little too much voice to microphone, a little less, a little more pen to paper, huh? I think, I think we got him back. Jay, I guess your power went out again? He's gone. That's weird. We got the green light on, but I don't know if we could hear us. We can He's hear. gone. We lost. It might not have connected yet. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hey, Jay. Yeah. Sorry, my headphones. My headphones died. Oh man. <laughs> I had to go get the. Uh, had to go get a plug. Oh, figures right, right as we're uh, we're letting you off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we can uh, wrap it up there. Let you get back to life now. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, okay. Jay. Absolutely. Thank, thank you guys, and uh, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, sometime soon. Awesome. All right. Have a good night. All right. Good thank night, you. guys. Take Later. care, Jay. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was cool. Yeah. We got to do the outro, though. We got to quit the <laughs> Where the trunk is the fuckler. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs>